Hey, welcome to the Partnering Podcast, in which uh, we share the joys and struggles of partnering in the gospel in Ottawa, Canada. We hope to encourage you with stories from the field, share what we're learning along the way, and introduce you to our friends doing God's work in the city. We are the partners. I'm Dan Byrne. Matt Forbin. That's great. And uh, actually, don't worry, we get that you did, you're louder this week. Last week, I had to work on your microphone, but we're good. We'll be good. Uh, this actually the, pro- the podcast comes from. Do you know what verse I kind of took this from? No idea. So the, the 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 verse in Philippians where it says, "I consider it pure joy whenever I think about your partnership in your gospel mm-hmm. from the first day until now." Yes. This idea of partnering in the gospel, and that's what this podcast is about. Matt, you got big news. Sure. What's your big news? Oh, getting married soon. So you're excited. I am. Who is yeah. this girl? Uh, her name is Kayla, um, and she's a lady that I met. Ooh, a little over a year ago. Well, actually, no, not even a year ago. Uh, but we just met, and um, God just kind of highlighted that this was a relationship that was developing in Him. And um, and um, because I, um, due to a lot of my own poor choices, have, have have made a mess of every relationship I'd ever been in prior. And uh, and God just showed me this lady that um, who was just really, really zealous for God, and um, kind of just spoke to me and said that. Um, you know, the type of relationship that will work after many failed relationships is one that's rooted and grounded in Christ. One that's rooted and grounded in Christ in, in, in the two individuals um, individually seeking the Lord. And he showed me that she had a similar heart to mine. And from there, I got to know a lot about her story and uh, just um, followed up with the work God had done in her life and who she was as a person. Yeah. So someday we hope to have not only Kayla on, but we'll get Jean on here too. Sure. I mean, those are our number one most important partners in the gospel Beyond everybody else. Yes. Even absolutely. beyond you, maybe, my wife is an important partner of the gospel. I would say that's true. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, I, actually, that is so true. I think the reason we're doing what we're doing and the reason I know I'm doing what I'm doing is Jean often takes a behind-the-scenes role, but really, it's when she, it's a lot of her belief in me, a lot of her saying, yeah, go and do that. That's what the Holy Spirit's saying. Hmm. Like, that's honestly why we're doing what we're doing. So that is pretty cool. All right, I got to, you know, every week I'm going to ask you questions, uh, a quiz, and the listeners can play at home about who's this famous partnership. So I got one. It's a wedding theme one. Okay. Are you ready for this one? All right, so you ready? So I'm going to give a couple of uh, questions, hints, clues, okay. and then Matt, uh, and history is your strong suit. Uh, not really, but I'm <laughs> 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 All right, are you ready for this one? Sure. All right, I'm only going to let you see well, one. All right, first one. This is a tale of forbidden love. Um, okay. Got any guesses? No. You didn't even go, you didn't even guess like the most obvious one. What, which would be? Well, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, I mean, I kind of came to mind. But, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. But, well, uh, I mean, just, next week I'll be doing this for him. Yeah, this will be and, great. And I'm just going to yeah, kind of yeah, go, yeah. no, 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 until yeah. five quiz cards. All right, all right. But Romeo and Juliet? Sure. Any other guesses? Um, Famous uh, forbidden love couples through history? None that come to mind specifically. I feel a little <laughs> bit on the spot here. <laughs> you are on the spot. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. this is the fun. Okay. It's putting you on the spot. I see. All right, all right, all right. Here, you might get this one. This might, this might do it. He only married her 
after he tried to marry off seven of her friends. Okay, I'm still not there. You don't know? No. I thought you might have got on that one. Okay. Oh, all right. So, listeners, faithful listeners, we've only done one of these podcasts before, so yeah. I don't know if you have any faithful yeah, yeah. listeners. You, but you, you may have the answer. Yeah, if you know, if you know, yeah. uh, be quiet. Don't tell Matt. All right. All right. Ready? All right. Here's a good one. The woman in this partnership had no romantic interest before falling in love. In fact, you could say she had none. Okay. Yeah. I'll just say, I feel, I feel pretty dumb right now because I don't have a clue. You don't tell me this. And, um, and I'll read that one again. Uh, the woman in this partnership had no romantic interest before falling in love. In fact, you could say she had none. Okay, I'm still not there. Drawing blank. All right. Yes, totally. All right, this last one. Yeah, yeah. you got to get it on this last one. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope so. All right, I only have four questions because I thought this last one was so obvious. All right. Oh, no, no. Oh, I got two more. This last one's hard, actually. Uh, the command, be fruitful and multiply, was the inspiration bringing this couple together. Yeah. Is this like probably Old Testament history that you're speaking of? Right? Oh, but I'm not oh. really so much. Um, yeah, my mind is so much is in sort of New Testament church planting right now that, that it probably dropped a couple of those. Okay. Uh, it's not okay. in the Bible. Good. Okay. So be it's not be, a Bible. Be fruitful and multiply. Served as Served as the inspiration bringing this couple together. In fact, do you know that's the first command in the Bible? Mm, I do. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. The first thing that God says in the Bible is uh, mm. be, yeah. be uh, intimate. Amen. Pretty cool. Amen. Pretty cool. All right. But no, no. Okay. Can not so get it? Not there. All right. Marriage changes you. This is the last clue. Marriage changes you. In oh, fact, you can say that this marriage led to a great reformation. Luther and his wife. Yeah, yeah. Luther and Katharina von Buren. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luther and Katharina von Buren is this couple. Mm -hmm. This couple changed history. Yes, they did. The, the idea of big fruitful and multiply, where that came in, is because mm. uh, Luther was battling the Catholic Church, and one of the issues was over the, the celibacy of the priests, mm. of the priesthood, and yes. so Luther was yes. convinced that the command, be fruitful, multiply, uh, could be applied to our relationships. And he said, how could you be forbidding what God has commanded? Mm. And in fact, so he, there's a story. I don't know if it's a real story, but the story is that he rescued eight nuns from a monastery. Right, yes, yes. Right, he rescues, that's where the whole clue about, you yes. can say she had none. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right, yeah, rescued yeah. eight uh, nuns from the oh, monastery. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he married off seven of her friends. He married off seven of the nuns. Yes. And then she was left over and she was getting really angry with him because she was like, you promised me a husband if you rescued me from the monastery. Mm. And so he's like, all right, well, I'll marry you. And, uh, so it was kind of like under yes. duress. Yeah, but yeah. but then their love flourished. Yes. And in fact, actually, there's uh, uh, not only led to great reformation, there's actually people who think that actually younger Luther was a little bit more of a firebrand. Mm. And you can actually see in his writings that like she mellowed him out a little bit and things like that. Right? Good. So that's uh even Martin Luther needed uh needed that melody and that transformation. So you got it. Yes. After uh, five questions. So hopefully the people <laughs> yeah. at home got it. Got for, it for those who know, we've been on phone calls all day, all day, all day. My brain is about you know eighty percent fried right now. And so you know, just sort of out of the box thinking, but it's not, you know, sort of. So we're going to, we're going to be a little quicker. We only got, we're going to try to cut this off in about 14, 15 minutes. Sure. Go a half hour today or a little bit. And uh, so we want to do some updates from the field, cheers and challenges and stories from the fields. We, we want to do stories from the fields and ministry insights. So we'll, We'll hit some stories from the field first, eh? 
So how are things going? How's the legal issues we mentioned last week going? So the legal issues, I think, are going really well. Um, we have a lawyer team that are willing to represent us pro bono, and they've allowed us, uh, they're going to leave the narrative in our hands. So if, if it's something that we're not acceptable with, they, they won't be moving forward with it. And essentially what they want to do is challenge the law. So we, the issue was that uh, even though uh, we had changed the form of our church multiple, multiple times during all the COVID restrictions, trying to make sure things were safe, yeah. trying to make sure we were following the law, um, we still a little bit felt like uh, there's a couple people at the park that are calling bylaw on us every week and uh, kind of it, it accelerated up the chain yes. and they came and they ticketed you four times. Yeah, uh, twice for violating the Ontario Reopening Act, but uh, but we're fighting it because we number one felt like we were doing everything that the law required. Yeah, number one, and number two, I forget what number two was. Yeah. I had a good one. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, this is the, the 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 major point of law that they have that they that, that our lawyers want to fight. Um, to Dan's point, uh, for sure. So we're not kind of, you know far right you know um we can fight the power you know fight the power yeah. we're not we're also not far left kind of you know what i mean um just you know yes men so to speak we're trying to find, find that balance where god is honors and part of honoring god is honoring society and honoring mm -hmm. the law so we literally went to bylaw week after week and said hey how can we do this we're serving a community of people that don't have access to Zoom, that that that, that are, are, are don't not, have safe housing, don't have safe housing. They're not in that normative paradigm of that, that society, you know, societal paradigm where, um, well, like a lot of churches are doing are, their, yeah. their stuff online. Yeah, we can't, yeah, yeah, we yeah, can't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. But but even being stabilized as people, and literally without positive interaction, a lot of the people will end up committing suicide, um, overdosing, um, uh, fights, end up in jail, whatever the case is. But but they're they're causing a huge issue uh, in the community because. This is where they're at. I don't know. I've been there myself. Yeah. So, uh, and they, they need that face-to-face -face support. They need that face-to-face -face support. And what the what the lawyers are telling us is is that actually the, the way that the law is written uh, with respect to Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms and potential exemptions uh, 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 due to things such as pandemics and things like that is two points of um, that that can't that have to be considered. One is that the community that you're going to remove the rights and freedoms from for um, a short period of time for um, a catastrophic reason, it can't be adversely affecting them. Or so un an undue burden. An undue thing, burden right? upon them, yes, yes, in, in that sense. Which we've seen, like we've yeah. seen a lot of the lockdown laws, for example, uh, one of the things in Ontario, we had like items that you could not buy uh, by going into a store, you couldn't buy certain like a pot, like a pot to cook in. You couldn't buy that at a store, yeah. technically. Yeah. Well, how how are you supposed to buy it if you don't have a credit card? Yeah. Right. A lot of the people we work with don't have credit cards. They don't have bank accounts. They don't have access to a computer. Yeah. Some of them don't have a permanent address. Where are you going to yeah. send the pot to? And so the, some of these things they might sound and and I understand that probably the government's trying to keep people safe. Right. But it is it does put an undue burden upon. The poor, and the, those are the people we primarily are working with. Well, the other aspect of this, which I find to be absolutely ironic, is is um, is uh, bylaw officers are not going to people in the park that are already congregating in groups of of, of over five or over ten, um, who who are who who are essentially living in the park and saying and saying no, you, you're going to get a ticket. No, they they understand that that this that there's a specific segment of the population that. For better or worse, they're not going to always follow exactly what's being directed, and and that it's wisdom dictates that that we will leave them alone. So so they're not going to to uh, to the park and saying you need to disband. 
yet when we go to the same groups that are that are that are gathered in, in as groups of people and actually bring peace and actually bring order in the midst of that and actually are are coming loving them and and, and saying hey there's there's another way of life not only is there another way of life uh in christ but there's uh, but, but we're willing to walk beside you through that process of, of growing up um one of the things that was huge on, on my heart is having become a Christian a number of years ago, I need to grow up. I need people to walk beside me in that process, but I also need to have my heart ready to do so. So we're coming from that perspective of trying to engage people's hearts and then saying, hey, this, that's just the beginning step. Now we want to walk towards something else. So society is, the, the other side of this argument is society is better served if we're, if we're doing this. Because if we're not doing this, people are committing crime, people are stabbing each other, people are committing suicide. People are, are, are in drunken rages, uh, uh, terrorizing and, and, and affecting the community in a negative way. So how are we doing something negative? And this is what the lawyers were trying to do. And this is what we felt also as Christians that, that we were, we're not trying to insult or you know, elevate our rights above anybody else's rights. But we're, we're trying to say that there's a difference between the letter and spirit of the law. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that actually led us to another big praise is that um, Ontario is starting to reopen. Um, one of the things is people are saying, well, why would you fight this? Ontario's reopening, but we don't know what the future holds. We don't know if there'll be another pandemic 10 years down the road. So we, we felt it was important to stand up for the rights of ministering among the poor, religious freedom rights to do that, and to do so in ways that are not putting undue burdens on. But at the same time, this was cool. We actually got a permit now. We have a permit for the rest of the summer. Um, our City Church Network and City Church Somerset have a permit now to have at least right now, or up to 60 people, gathered on a Sunday and having and having church. Uh, that might actually uh, expand as, as we move into different stages of Ontario's recovery. But uh, we got a permit, praise the Lord. That was huge yeah. because that was one of the biggest things, was not only like do we fight these tickets, but are we going to continue to get tickets every week? And thankfully the permit office worked with us and, uh, and, and, and not only approved our permit, but actually gave us an exception to have a little bit more than we maybe uh, would have been otherwise allowed. Um, so we did that. We had church services. It was beautiful. It was orderly. We had seats, chairs out, so people were distanced from each other. Not one, you know, not one problem. Beautiful sunny day, right? Yeah. And uh, so praise the Lord, we had a permit. And then on Wednesday, we're already thinking about the next week. And on Wednesday, I get an email, and it's from the permit office. This was last last Wednesday. And I get an email from the permit office, and it says, we had multiple reports that your people were unruly, that they were harassing people in the park, that there was outbursts of violence, that you were overcrowded over the number that we had said. We'd only really had about 45 of the 60 people that they were allowing, and that we were using a sound system, which we which we obviously were not. Um, and I was shaking. I was like, you saw me when I got this email. I was like, I was trembling because I was like, all of these things are lies, mm. complete out and out lies. And so um, thankfully, because of that, you know, legal issue that we're facing, we were, we were um, advised to begin recording our services. So we went to the permit office and said, listen, we have the entire service on video. Would you like it? And they said, yeah, send it along. So they watched the whole thing. Um, and by Friday morning, they said, yeah, we watched the videos. You guys were completely in the right. These were complete lies about you. And, uh, and, and they reinstated our permit. So that was another like huge cheer in this, in this whole thing. But it, shows us that also like there are people in the community that would go so far as even lie yeah. about us, our character, about how we're conducting ourselves. 
Gus, that was a little bit sobering. Yeah, I think this real spiritual warfare that that, that will um, that will manifest itself, or that or that, that that will show itself as being um, as through people's actions. I think we always need to guard ourselves around being honest and uh, in what we're saying and in um, uh, these sorts of things. So when you start to see people that are actually making up a complete narrative about us in another way. It's showing that not only do they not like what's being done, but they'll go to any means necessary to stop it. And um, where the form might be different today than, than you see in sort of New Testament times, it's still the same type of a battle that's going on. Yeah. Back we seem to be it's a spiritual battle, yeah. right? Like it, it really is. And it's not like we can get angry at uh, these people who, you know, we, we kind of know a couple people who called, but you can get angry, but you can also realize that there is a spiritual battle that's being fought and we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but you know, against rulers and powers and authorities and heavenly places. And so sure. yeah, pray for that. Actually continue to pray for us in that. And um, yeah, because this is, this is something where we've seen in this church time and time again, that there's been spiritual warfare yeah. and uh, different challenges each week. Um, well, I got a cool story to share too. I'll share one. Um, so we started up our bridges ministry as well, mm. like where we uh, yeah. send teams. But this this is with our connecting streams, our inner city ministry with connecting streams. We are sending teams now. Tuesday nights we go send one team into Byron Market and we send one team into uh, Chinatown. And uh, this week I went out with a team that went to Byron Market, and you know it's kind of a rough place. Mm. Like it's funny the the park is rough, but yeah. man, going into the market in front of Salvation Army. I had a guy, don't tell you this, I had a guy came up to me and asked me if I would sell him drugs. Yes, yes. <laughs> I guess I was standing at the corner where the drug dealers stand. And uh, and so he came up to me and asked me if he could buy a rock. And I was like, somebody said I should just pick one up from the ground and say, yeah, here you go. Here's a rock. Um, but uh, what was cool about that was uh, we, were at Shep, uh, we were at the Salvation Army in front of it and met these two black guys. And one of them is really talkative. We talked to him last week and... Um, really intelligent guy, actually graduated from Carleton U. Mm. And um, anyway, but his friend was there and his friend was quieter, so we didn't engage him right away. And, but so I engaged a friend and I said, hey, what's, uh, what, what's your story? What's your name? He told me his name mm. and it clicked in my mind. Like four years ago at OCBC, this guy like showed up at one of our Bible studies. Mm. And, uh, and it was cool because he'd showed up. It seemed like he was really interested in the gospel. He said he'd be like, become a Christian the day before. Mm. So we were really excited to have him at our Bible study. And then I uh, never heard from him again. Sure. So now he's, uh, yeah, now we know kind of where he hangs out and um, hopefully next week we'll get to see him again. So that was kind of really encouraging like that uh, kind of four years. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And he's a, he's a bright guy. He's a really intelligent guy. Good to talk to you. So he was really excited if we started a Bible study down there. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was kind of kind of cool from the from the field story from the field. We've uh, I guess the, another kind of really exciting thing that we've been sharing is we've been trying to do our fundraising as missionaries uh, this month, trying to get Matt up and running before uh, before we get married. Yeah. Hopefully, so we put a goal. We talked to our denomination, Neil. Shout out to Neil. Um, we put a goal that I think was something I've never done before. I definitely was never had thought about. We were trying to raise about thirty thirty five thousand dollars this month in order to have you know a few months out in our account um so that Matt could start his ministry and not not need to worry uh right away um and so 
that was our goal was to to raise uh, to have thirty five thousand in our accounts, which meant we needed to raise about thirty thousand this month. We've never done that before, and thank you guys for those of you who do um, support us either monthly or or just from time to time. Like I honestly, I've been doing this now for a year as a missionary, a year and a half, and for the most part, I haven't had to worry. I haven't had to be haven't had to be anxious about it. I haven't done like tons of fundraising. It's just you guys have been really faithful and helpful, sure. and God's raised up people. In fact, most of the people have been people who I don't actually even know. They just say the Holy Spirit put put us on their heart, and they've they've given to our ministry. And so I've really humbling, and that's been that's been amazing. But uh, what was amazing is this month, then we actually set a goal of we need to you know we're going to pray into this and, and pray that the Lord provides so that Matt can start his. Uh, start taking a salary and uh, to get paid for the work that he has been doing, you know, without taking a cent over this last year. And uh, yeah, by God's grace, um, we're on our way. And I think that's a good way to put it. We're on our way. We're not there yet. And, um, but there's been two things that have been really, really amazing uh, over the last week. Uh, Number one is um, a family who we did not have any contact with before, um, who's not even living in the city um is i don't even know how this happens other than the holy spirit but the lord has directed them toward us and they have become substantial financial partners to our ministry and potentially partners in ministry going as we go forward and uh, we're blown away by it. it it literally was that i was at calvary baptist church last week uh sharing about bridges and when i got down from the platform i had a phone call i called them back and it has led into this really amazing partnership that has, has blown me away beyond what you know it says in the scripture beyond what we could ask or imagine and honestly that's that's kind of where that has been and then we had another partner and this is this is where perhaps some of you would come in we had another partner in the city who's a businessman in the city and he's actually um he's actually challenged he's putting out a challenge uh that uh any donations that come in you know over the next couple of weeks he's gonna actually match dollar for dollar uh, with us in our ministry. And so he's kind of wanted us to put that challenge out there to people. And people were already like, the people I've talked to were said, well, we already had it on our heart and, you know, to give anyway. And so that's, but it's just this generosity, I guess, of God's people has been really, really, really cool. So um, that is kind of where we're at. If uh, if any of you would be interested in, in uh, making a donation this month, um, the easiest way to do it is to just go to our website at ottawamissionary.com. So it's a www, obviously, uh, ottawamissionary.com, all one word and things like that. So, yeah. How's this been for you? It's your first time doing any of that sort of fundraising, right? Yeah. So so for me, the first thing, to be honest with you, was uh, having grown up on the streets, was uh, I had this mindset, almost like a beggar's mentality. I don't want to ask anybody for anything because now that I'm not there anymore, um, I want to be a man of providing for myself. And then what I realized, what sort of what happened with me over this whole journey is God really spoke to my heart, particularly through the book of Philippians, that, uh, that essentially that we've all, um, I've just presented my, my life to God as a living sacrifice to be used for his glory. Dan's done the same thing, and um, all Christians are urged to do that. So what really shifted my mindset is, is, is that we are, we have the privilege of, of, of participating in the mission of Christ. And if everything is Christ's, and, and we believe in this, and, and this is what God has placed on our hearts, then, is, then the blessing is in, is in our obedience to Christ. I'm doing it, Dan and I are doing it with our lives. You guys are doing it with your lives and, and, and your partnership. 
but God is the one who gets the glory. We don't, uh, I, I don't, I will never be um, at the end of the day. Um, and I don't ever want to be quote unquote rich. What, what I want to be is, is, is rich in my fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ and, uh, and doing what I believe that, uh, that he's called my life to and redeemed it from. And, um, and where um, there's been many mistakes in my past, by God's grace, uh, I'm moving forward in a different direction now. And so that, that really just, just helped me to, to go and just leave, leave it where it needed to be, leave my faith in God's hands. Yeah, uh, and, uh, it definitely is. Uh, so. I never thought going into this too, like the way that the Lord would speak to us and yeah. kind of stretch you through it. Um, it's kind of cool. And I loved uh, when we did the Power to Change training for doing the the support raising or whatever they one thing that was it they really focused on was like this is ministry mm. like yeah. calling people um you know i've shared some different stories with you before matt but like yeah. this last week i called a, a young man called i talked to him he's a young man that yeah it was on our list as far as people that talk to about this but he just needed prayer and he just needed a listening ear yeah um and then from that i, I talked to his mom and uh later in the week mm. And uh, just shared, hey, I talked to your son this week, and he, oh, how's he doing? Because he's he's living away from home, and just was able to kind of encourage that whole family. Yeah, and that was that was really kind of cool. And I don't know if they'll listen to this, but yeah, we're praying for you guys and praying for your son. And um, yeah, it was kind of you, you call somebody because we're supposed to do these sort of, I, I guess, actions and activities. But you know, it is one thing. Power to change really stressed was this the, this act itself is is ministry, and that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess those are a little bit of ministry insights. You got any other ministry insights from the week? What the Lord's teaching you? Um, and... Just faithfulness. So that that really that God has this all under His control, and pretty much the person He wants to change is me. Uh, he He needs He's constantly peeling off layers of my heart so I can come in line with Him, and and if I can understand that that, that God just everything is in His hands already. Uh, that uh, uh, not even about fundraising, but everything is in God's hands. Mm -hmm. And if I can just leave that there, and the more I can, the happier I'll be, and, and, and the more malleable I'll be to be used for his service. Sure, I think my ministry insight from this last two weeks would have been um, really <laughs> trust, I guess, but um, unless the Lord builds a house, he who labors builds in vain. Along with uh, another verse that was shared with me was, you know, behold, I'm doing a new thing. And I think for our church, my house church that meets at our house, um, we've had a number of people kind of transitioning in or out recently, particularly more out. <laughs> and I was, you know, as a pastor, you get really depressed, not depressed, but you, you think, oh man, you know, and that you kind of almost to the point of, are we still making a difference? Does it still matter? And, um, I think the Lord really needed to shift my focus to say, you know, Dan, um, I'm still got people here. You're still to love. I'm building a community here where, 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 where Christ can be present. And it really just kind of shifted my focus from going back to like trying to, to get back what once was into, okay, well, where is the now the spirit leading us into the present and into the future? I think that's a, a lot of, I mean, there's going to be a lot of pastors who have to come to that same insight. There's going to be a lot of people in our churches, God, that 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 are going to have that same kind of go through that same struggle. When as things open up again now, people are going to you know go, well, where's half my small group? <laughs> you know, like small group leaders going, okay, my small group's gone. Uh, pastors who saying, where where's where's that thirty percent of our church? Um, 
I think that's going to be a, a huge insight that we all have to take is that, okay, well, the past is the past. Um, we, we want to honor it, respect it. Um, yet, like, there's there's new things the move, Lord is moving us into. And just because it doesn't look like the way it did it before doesn't mean the Lord is not in it. And so that's, and, and then the trust, what you're just talking about, the trust is letting the Lord rebuild the house. Right, we can be, we can freak out and try to rebuild the house on our own and our own initiatives. We can rebuild our house by having a great program or rebuild the house by, you know, I think it was really just to this point of contentment to say, okay, Lord, if if you still want us to gather, if you still want to do something in the midst of us, I'm going to rest in you, and and Lord, you build the house. That's been a big thing. It's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it, I guess, for today. Thanks for listening. If you did, uh, we'll be back soon, probably after Matt gets back from his uh, honeymoon and uh, get into the nitty gritty of ministry in the city. And uh, yeah, we didn't have a guest on today because we just uh, threw this together. We wanted to put something up. I'm trying to get uh, maybe our wives on here to be some of our first guests. Would be nice. So we didn't want to put Kayla on before she was a wife, you know? Sure, sure. She's got to level up. <laughs> She's probably in the other room listening and get mad at me. But, um, but yeah, so uh, I guess now this is uh, you're able to subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. So, uh, yeah, have a good day. Blessings. All right. How do we do? Three, three, seven. You got to go. Okay. Just do the part. Thank you.